I know your family's important to you and you'd protect them at all costs. Do you know it might not cost as much as you think? Term life insurance will help protect your family from the potential burden of loans. EverQuote is here to make things easy for you to protect your family. Call 866-335-2648 to speak with an agent Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. so you can better understand your needs and so they can help you find an affordable solution. That's 866-335-2648 to speak to EverQuote today. Download and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasting from the JNK Twin Studios. This is the Reds Fans Chatter Podcast Breakdown, an in-depth look at a Red season, player, or game. Now, here's your hosts, Scott Evans and Nick Lawson. And welcome to the uh, Reds Fans Chatter Podcast. I'm Scott Evans. He's Nick Lawson. And this is the breakdown episode. On this episode, we have a uh, special guest as we're going to take a uh, look inside what it's like to be a Reds mascot. In particular, Mr. Redlegs. Join us is uh, Dylan, who has played Mr. Redlegs. Uh, how many years, Dylan? Oh, sorry, Dylan. I have I, I uh, <laughs> potted up the wrong pot there. Uh, <laughs> So I'm going to leave that in. I'm not going to edit that out so, <laughs> uh, just to keep everything real. But uh, how many years have you, um, uh, have you, were you uh, Mr. Redlegs? So I was Mr. Redlegs the last five years. And before that I was Mr. Red for two seasons. Uh, and prior to that, I was a villain mascot and I was also on the uh, Reds rally pack. So I, I think one question everybody has is how do you get into uh, become a, a mascot for a, uh, Major League Baseball team. So my, the way I did was a little unorthodox compared to some other performers. You know, most performers will, you know, they'll do it in college and they'll work their way up and then uh, eventually get a job with a professional team. That's usually how it works in like the NBA and other leagues and in Major League Baseball as well. Um, I didn't do that. I, like I said, I started with the rally pack shooting t-shirts when I was a student at UC and uh, from there, one day uh, in 2012, they were looking for some people to fill in as a mascot. I figured I'd give it a shot. Uh, so I did that for a couple seasons as well. And then uh, 2014 and 2015, I was Mr. Red. And then 2016, I became Mr. Redlegs. And out of all, uh, out of the uh, two in, two um, mascots you've been, and I, I think uh, you have you ever played any of the other mascots? Uh, I've also played Gapper. I've never been Rosie. So anyone who asks the question, is there a guy in Rosie? The answer, the answer is no. It's no. It's always no. <laughs> you know, I, I've we always believe you. I've always heard. I've always heard rumors. No, it's it's uh, it, it's. I've to my knowledge, it's never been a guy in there um, or anything. So, gotcha. Yeah. What's your favorite part of uh, being a mascot? Interacting with fans, particularly the like the kids that will do like the 40 yard dash up to you like if you're having like i mean we're human beings inside those costumes so you know we have personal lives and everything and sometimes it's just like any other job where you show up and you just go man i don't want to be here today and then you have that kid that does that 40 yard dash up to you and gives you a big hug and everything just turns around um so yeah doing that i love that just the entertainment aspect at least for me, um, it's something I've always enjoyed uh, because 
it's almost like, you know, when you see people on TV or, you know, people on radio like you guys or anything like that, as soon as the red light goes on, it's showtime and everything else that's going on in your life doesn't matter for that period of time. And that's how it is when you put that costume on. As soon as you walk outside where people can see you, you're on stage and everything else that's going on in your personal life, none of that matters. So, and, and your job is to entertain. And so in that entertainment aspect, all those things going on in our personal lives, they all go away and, you know, we get to have fun. We get to have a great time. Hey, Dale, well, let me ask you, how hot does he get in that costume? Uh, have you ever seen Shaquille O'Neal when he steps to the foul line? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's a pretty good representation <laughs> of what okay. it's like in that suit. Because <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, to, to me, it, it would real be like hot. really hot. Yeah, I bet it's really hot in that yeah. thing. So yeah, you, it gets hot, um, you know, and there, there are days where it's, I, I call them drippers, where it's like you step outside and within the first five minutes, there's a bead of sweat rolling off the tip of your nose. And uh, those days are lots of fun and lots of Gatorade and Pedialyte is consumed on that day. <laughs> so out, out, of, out of the three characters that you played, is, uh, is there one costume that's uh, worse than the other for really hot days? Um. I mean, I have the most experience with Red Legs and Mr. Red. Uh, I've only, I only played Gapper a handful of times. Um, that Gapper suit, though, the handful of times I did play Gapper, it, it gets hot. It gets pretty hot. Uh, the Mr. Red suit, it's not as heavy as the Mr. Red Legs suit, but it doesn't breathe as well either. Um, so there's, there's different aspects to each suit. Um, at least for the three characters that I've played. Now, uh, did the Reds uh, give you like any guidelines on what the character was, or were you pretty much uh, had kind of a, a little bit of creative freedom on on how to uh, interpret what Mister Redlegs was? Um, they didn't really give me any guidelines, other than you know he's kind of the old timey guy, you know. So I just kind of took that and ran with it, but. Um, when I saw, you know, I, I take a look at Mr. Redlegs and he has the mustache and, you know, the smile and everything, the, those gigantic teeth. Um, for whatever reason, when I started doing it, I was like, he reminds me of Freddie Mercury. So I was like, I'm going to go out there and be Freddie Mercury and see how people respond to it. And people liked it, so I just kept doing it. Uh, I mean, my, I, I will say my uh, twins, uh, they were both uh, enamored with you and frightened of you at the same time. <laughs> I'd be a rich man if I had a nickel for every time someone told me that. <laughs> so did you ever travel with the team? Uh, I've, I've traveled, I've traveled uh, a few times in general for events or something like that, but um like every now and then they would have me go out to like, I, I went to um, Dallas a few times once to do some, uh, a weekend thing with the Texas Rangers and another time to do something with Southwest airlines. Uh, I went to Boston to do something with the Red Sox. So stuff like that, I would travel on my own. Uh, I, I actually got to go to New York and be on good morning America, which was really cool. Um, wow. I only traveled with the team once and that was, for the Mexico series in 2019. 
Okay, that's cool. How was that series, and what was it like uh, with the fans in Mexico? Because I, I know I've been to the Dominican Republic. I didn't get a chance to go to a game, but just watching them on TV, it's a completely different atmosphere uh, than what we have here in the United States. Absolutely, yeah. It was it was a lot of fun. It was a great experience. Uh, the people were amazing. Um, you know, the hospitality was incredible. You know, from a baseball standpoint, from a fan standpoint, like everything across the board, you know, check the box. And it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a whole lot of fun. And I mean, there's, you know, there's the language barrier, but you're, you know, all you see are these excited faces and it's, you know, people want photos and people want autographs and everything. And yeah, it is a very different dynamic as far as the, uh, the baseball fan experience. In, at least in Monterey than it is in the United States. Um, I remember one of the games, the, so they had a night game and a day game. And at, after the night game, they did, they did fireworks. And then, like, everyone stuck around and sang songs. Like, they were playing songs over the speakers, and people just stuck around and were dancing and drinking and having a great time. And, and it was like, okay, this is, this is how they do things down here. And like security wasn't trying to like shoo them out or anything. Like I was like, all right, I guess it's just one big party down here. I kind of <laughs> like it. <laughs> so I'm sure I, I know with last year being the exception, uh, the mascots uh, periodically get to interact with the players, both for the Reds and the visiting team. Uh, who are some of the players that you enjoyed interacting with uh, over the years, uh, both for the Reds and uh, maybe uh, some of the out of town uh, players? Uh, for the Reds, uh, one of our favorites, at least, you know, across the board for any performer that has been there in the time that I've been there, uh, Jose Peraza, man, that guy was just always excited to see us and we would always mess with him and he would mess with us. And he, so when he got let go, it was, it was, you know, it was a sad day for us, you know, I understand baseball decisions and all that, but it was a sad day for us. Um, I talked quite a bit with Jesse Winker on caravan in the past. Um, you know, he and I would come up with handshakes for the season. Uh, Derek Dietrich, when he was here, the short time he was here, he actually ran into our locker room (laughs) and we gave him the backpack that he wore the day he was spraying the bees when there was the bee delay. That's awesome. He was looking for something. He was like, I need something. And he ran in in Nick Senzel's white button-down shirt in his locker. And then we <laughs> gave him the backpack, and he ran out there with it. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, so, um, but there's been, you know, a bunch of guys. I can't think of anyone who's been like, you know, I get asked sometimes, like, who's a real jerk? And I'm like, nobody's really a jerk. Like, they're either, you know, interacting with us or they're all business and I get it. They're doing their job. Um, I will say on the other side, every now and then we would mess with some players and there were some that would, you know, interact with us. Uh, like Francisco Lindor would always mess with us or Jason Kittness when the Indians would come down. Um, but for a few years, I would mess with uh, Josh Harrison, um, hmm. who played for the Pirates. And then now he's with the Nationals, I think. Um, I would mess with him because I went to high school with him. Um, (laughs) And he didn't know 
that I was the mascot until one day, I think like 2016 or 2017, I ran into him in the tunnel before a game. Um, he had just gotten to the stadium and I was talking to him for a bit and he was like, are you still shooting t-shirts? And I was like, no, I'm Mr. Redlegs. And he was like, so you're the one who keeps messing with me. (laughs) After that, it became a, you know, it became a thing. We would mess with each other. Did Joey Votto ever mess with you? I know he's like a prankster too. Not really. He would just kind of like, you know, wave and say what's up. And, you know, he he was, whenever he was on the field, he was kind of all business. Um, Yeah. I mean, he would joke around every now and then with some of the other guys, but with us, he was just kind of like, he was like, no, like I got to go to work. (laughs) Which is which is understandable. I mean, he's the he's yeah. the highest paid employee there. So, yeah. There, there was one time, there was one time. I will say this. Sorry to cut you off. I just oh. remembered this. There was a game where the Reds won on a walk off, and I went to go run out on the field with the flag, and I thought everyone had run out in front of me. I always would let the players run out in front of me before I would run out with the flag, so I wouldn't like run into anybody, and. I thought everyone had run out and apparently I was wrong because uh, I started running one way with the flag and I could feel the flag being pulled the other direction and I didn't know what was going oh, on no. and I, I lost my, I lost my footing and I tripped and fell in the grass. Um, thankfully like my head didn't roll off or anything like that, but uh, I saw the video later and it was Joey Vato. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing, man?" He's he's hey, dude, man. He's funny. So is, I I know uh, you're uh, leaving the Reds uh, this year. Um, is there what's the biggest thing you're going to miss about uh, being a mascot? Like I said, it's you know that entertainment part and that uh, the interactions with fans and the connections that you make over the years. Um, you know, I'll, I'll miss, I'm, I, it hasn't really hit me yet. I don't think it'll hit me until, um, I'm probably sitting at home watching the game on opening day. And then I, I'll realize that I'm not there for the first time, uh, since I was a senior in high school. Wow. Um, yeah. So yeah, the entertainment part I'll miss the, uh, the fan interaction, the connections, the, just all the camaraderie that surrounds uh, having a position like that, um, you know, I, I'll miss that part of it, but uh, that doesn't mean that, you know, I won't still be around. I'm, I'm looking forward to going to a game as a fan for a change and uh, being able to sit back and relax. Have a hot dog, a beer, and uh, just watch the game from a – I'm sure it's a lot different perspective. I've been on the field uh, holding the giant flag uh, for the national anthem before, and – and the perspective just for the anthem compared to being on the field compared to being in the crowd, it, it's a different energy, and, and the acoustics are a lot different on the field. You hear a lot less on the field than you think you would. Yeah, absolutely. I can't tell you how many times, like, I've, um, you know, I feel like I got kind of jaded by it just because I've been there for so long. But, um, you know, I'd be standing in center field, and, you know, Joe Z would come over the – the speakers and I'd be like, I had no idea what he just said <laughs> because it's just, it's just like booming. It's, you know, and on top of that, you got this giant hollow head resting on your shoulders and, um, you know, it, it is very different on the field compared to in the stands. And also it's a lot hotter on the field, um, on those, you know, July, August days. 
I'd say probably at least 10 degrees. I'm probably, I'm pretty sure you're thankful you never had to do that at Riverfront with the uh, AstroTurf. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. My, my shoes would have melted. There was a guy, <laughs> wasn't there a guy whose shoes melted one yes. year? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was at a game as a fan. Uh, my dad uh, worked for a power plant, and he always got, like, seats thir- three rows behind the Reds' dugout, and they had a thermometer on the field that game. It was, like, 142 on the field. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, no thanks. I'm good. <laughs> so, I, I mean, can imagine a player's playing, with, playing on that stuff every summer. I mean, it's, it's unbearable. No. Unbearable. <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, hard la- no. So obviously, uh, last year was a much different year for everyone. What was it like being a mascot uh, in a uh, COVID era season with zero fans and zero player interaction? Even at that, um, it was it was bizarre. It was very bizarre. Um, it took some getting used to. I probably, honestly, I don't know if I even got used to it. If I did, it was maybe the last homestand of the season. But, um, you know, normally, in a normal year, our locker room is pretty close to the dugout, the red dugout. So uh, we're right there. Like, we come off the field, and as soon as we come off the field, we're pretty much in our locker room. Um, Last year, we were stationed in the pilot house for the games um, on top of the, uh, the riverboat deck anyone doesn't know where that is and it was it was weird it was really weird especially it felt like i was watching a video game because <laughs> they had the like there was nobody in the stands but they were still playing the crowd noise right so which, which it, can- it, it really felt like i was watching a video game and the crowd i think noise came from a video game yeah yeah and it was it was so strange um but i mean we it was fun though because we got to do a lot of things that if there were fans there we wouldn't have gotten to do. Like we we were there mostly for entertainment for, you know, Fox Sports and, you know, if anyone else was broadcasting um to have us on on camera and stuff, but we also like I I would get a text from uh I was friends with someone one of the camera people from the scoreboard crew and she would text me and say, "Hey, like we don't really have content right now like ever so if you guys have anything let us know and because we're we're bored and i was like yeah i get it so i mean we got to do a bunch of fun stuff we did mascot olympics and the bleachers one night we did like we did shot put and we did relay race and we did like we had a ceremony like we just got to do all kinds of crazy stuff and uh we did like a date night one night with red legs and rosie where gapper and mr red were the servers and the chef (laughs) <laughs> and um, we did, uh, and one night we did. If you have you guys ever seen the show Chop? I have, yes. Okay. I have. So, for anyone who hasn't seen Chop, um, it's a cooking show, and the main premise is you have X amount of time to make something, and you have to use this one specific ingredient. So, and but everyone has to use it, like try to interact it somehow in their dish. So we decided to do that and uh, we did Red Legs and Rosie versus Mr. Red and Gapper and um, we were trying to figure out what to make and I thought like when we were coming up with this idea I was like okay cool we'll make like nachos and stuff and that'll be fun and you know 
we'll give them to the grounds crew or something. And uh, when we decided on teams, as soon as we decided on teams, Rosie was like, I'm thinking Caribbean jerk burger. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So we made a Caribbean jerk burger and uh, Mr. Red and Gapper made, I think, street tacos. And we did it in our costumes. We had, we went over to the Budweiser uh, patio and like plugged everything in. There were some outlets there. So we plugged everything in and we were, mixing up stuff and then we had the grounds crew come up some members of the grounds crew come up and be uh be judges and uh the one ingredient we had to use was uh you know the freeze pops oh yeah so we used the liquid from the freeze pops. so like what we did was we basically put it in the like we sauteed the burgers in the freeze pop fluid and (laughs) Somehow they turned, apparently they were good. I never got to taste it, but the, you know, three or four people that tried it apparently said it was really good. So I was very surprised. That That's awesome. That reminds me yeah. of early in the pandemic when uh, uh, Taiwan was the first place to get sports back going uh, back in, I think, March or April. And they had their uh, mascot, which was a, fish take uh, barbecue to the English announcers, which I found kind of great. And I was hoping that major league baseball would allow announcers in uh, whatever the fan situation was last year. So I, I'm glad, I'm glad they did. I, it sounds like you had, you made the best of it. Uh, it it would have been nice if all the fans could have been there and, and that kind of thing. But it, it was great to be able to see that uh, they still we're able to incorporate that into a little bit of the broadcast, and then I'm sure it gave the players uh, a, at least something to look at in the crowd and seeing another human being, even if it's in a baseball out, a baseball head. Yeah, it was, you know, we had fun. We would uh, sometimes, like around the seventh inning stretch, we would go sit in the sun moon deck and, and hang out there for a bit. Um, and, you know, Nick Castellanos would wave at us sometimes, and the other, uh, whoever the opposing right fielder would look at us and be like, what is going on behind me? <laughs> and be terrified. I don't think Jason Hayward liked us too much, but oh well. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for someone that wants to become a mascot, uh, is there any advice you'd give them? Uh, start early. Um, you know, if you're in middle school, if you're in high school and you happen to be listening, you know, go to whoever the uh, either the cheerleading coach or there's, you know, or athletic director, whoever. And if you're interested in being a mascot, let them know. Um, You know, there are programs where, you know, kids can get college scholarships to be a mascot, um, you know, at their, at their school. So it it can, it can go a long way. Um, Especially if you want to try to make it into a career, Um, you know, and ask for advice, make connections, whatever, you know, it's not what you know, but who, you know, that's, you know, what people always say. So Uh, anything like that, um, you know, just if it's something you really, really want, you got to go after it. Nick, do you have any other questions? So, so what's next for you now? Uh, so I am starting a new job here in a few weeks. Uh, I'm going to be a working stiff and sit behind (laughs) a desk. 
and I, my knees and my back are really looking forward to that. <laughs> I bet. All right. Well, thank you. But like I said, you know, the oh, just real quick, like like I said, you know, um, I'll miss being there at the ballpark every day, and I'll miss you know the camaraderie of the fans, and you know, I've made connections with fans, I've made connections with people that I've worked with with the Reds, both performers and front office uh, that I'll have for the rest of my life. So I'm very thankful for you know what the Reds have brought to me, and especially someone who grew up watching the Reds and rooting for the Reds. Um, you know, the 99 Reds are my favorite team of all time. So I'm, you know, a huge Reds fan. I'll, I'll continue to be a huge Reds fan. Uh, but, you know, I'm very grateful for the time that I had there. Awesome. Yeah, the 99 team was pretty good. That was really good. I was at the wild card game. That was a heartbreaker. Oh, yeah. Outlier, man. Outlier. So, so yeah. What, uh, before we let you go, let's not talk about it. Before, <laughs> before <laughs> I don't blame uh, you. <laughs> before we let you go, uh, what's your prediction for this year with the Reds? Uh, I you know I'm optimistic. I, I try to be optimistic going into every season, no matter what. I think that's the the mascot performer in me is that I you know go into the season wanting to be optimistic because you know. I, for the last few years, I've been the quote-unquote face of the team, so to speak. And uh, so I want to, you know, rah-rah and everything. And uh, this year, you know, if, if they – I'd say if they could get a wild-card bid, I would be pleased. If they win the division, I would be ecstatic. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Baseball is a weird sport, man. It's uh, and going back to 162 games, you know, we'll see how that takes the, you know, how that affects the guys, not just with the Reds, but across Major League Baseball. Uh, in, in some ways, I, I think hitting is going to be a lot better across the across the league this year. I think uh, I think some of the guys, especially with all the analytics, got into their head that I forget what the actual math was, but like each at bat was worth like three at bats in a regular season, so. I, I think getting some some a little bit more relaxed uh, may actually see some of the guys do better. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we get through. I, I think we'll get through the whole season, you know, with with COVID and everything. But uh, yeah, I mean, maybe the first few months might be a little tough. But I'm just I'm spitballing here at this point. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm ready for I'm ready for baseball. I get my I'm able to buy my opening day tickets tomorrow. So. <laughs> Uh, from, nice. from the day that uh, we're recording this. So uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to be back in the ballpark and I'll be fully vaccinated by then. And hopefully a lot of other people will be able to be as well. Right on, man. Yeah. I'm, like I said, I'm looking forward to being at the ballpark and uh, looking forward to seeing everybody uh, without a, a shield in front of my face. It'll be really great. <laughs> yeah, you, you were wearing a mask before everyone else was. That's right. I was wearing a mask before it was, well, I, I don't want to say cool, but necessary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dylan. Thanks for joining us on the show, and uh, and uh, good luck in all your uh, future endeavors. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Go Reds. Hey, go Reds. Take care, buddy. Go Reds.